We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now let's dive into, we're going to get into some conversation about the matchup between Notre Dame and Pitt. Obviously, Notre Dame takes on the Pitt Panthers this weekend. It is a rivalry game for Notre Dame this weekend, and, and Pitt is, is, is a team that doesn't necessarily get the, the amount of, you know, maybe some of the same hype that other Notre Dame rivals uh, get. And obviously, you know, when you hear Notre Dame fans talking about you know, I want to get back to playing Michigan State again, and I want to get back to playing Michigan again, and I want to get back to, you know, playing whatever other team again. And we kind of forget, like, you know, Pitt's a team that Notre Dame has played a lot over the years. And I always hear about how, you know, Notre Dame and Michigan are rivals. And and I always say, like, they've played each other, what is it, like 40, is it 43 times in history, 43 times? Whereas you look at Pitt and Notre Dame, They've played each other over 70, 80 times, actually. So, no, no, over 70 times. They've played each other, uh, see, 71 times in history. And going all the way back to 1909, they played each other in the, the from 1909, 1911, 1912. They played each other uh, every year in the 30s up to 37. Then they played each other starting again in 43 up to 49. Played each other several times from, actually, that's the 50s is the first decade they played. Oh, no, they didn't play in 55, but all but one year in the 50s, played a bunch in the 60s, played a bunch in the 70s, played a bunch in the 80s, played a bunch in the 90s, played each other in the 2000s. And then since 2010, when Brian Kelly was hired, they played each other seven times as well. So this is a team that Notre Dame has a much longer tradition with than they do Michigan, for example, or they do uh, Stanford. Those are teams that certainly Notre Dame it has a rivalry with. I'm not saying that they're not a rival. Uh, but Notre Dame's played Stanford 35 times. That's it, 35 times. That's half, less than half, or not even half of the amount of times they've played Pitt. So this is a rivalry game. Geographically, it's a bit of a rival. You know, you if you live have ever lived in Pittsburgh like I did, you realize there's three teams that have a big fan base in there, and I would argue Notre Dame is in the top two along with Pitt, and then Penn State would be third. I mean, there's Michigan fans and Ohio State fans, but as far as like the top three fan bases, Notre Dame and Pitt are two 
or there's a ton of Notre Dame fans in Pitt, Pittsburgh, and then obviously a lot of Pitt, Pitt fans as well. But when you look at this game, obviously it's a it's it's not about what they've done in the past; it's about who they are now. And who they are now are two teams that are sort of heading in a different direction. Notre Dame is an ascending program with Marcus Freeman. They've improved from last year. They went nine and four last year. Both teams actually went nine and four last season. Notre Dame uh, and and Pitt also both finished very strong last season. If you look at uh, if you look at how they started and how they ended, you know Notre Dame as we talk as we've talked about a bunch was a three at three at one point in time last season, and then won six of their last seven games to finish nine and four. Uh, Pitt last season at one point in time was four and four and won their last five games to finish nine and four. Notre Dame has come out this year. They've climbed into the top 10 at different parts of the season. They fell out when they lost to Ohio state. And then they fell out of the top 20 or actually they dropped uh, to the bottom. I think 21st in one of the polls. Uh, I think both of the polls, actually, they dropped into the twenties after the loss to Louisville. And of course, now you, you jump back up after this past week uh, or after the win over, over uh, USC it jumped back in, and then, of course, this past week, as more teams lose, Notre Dame was able to, to to climb back up, and now they enter this game ranked 14th in both polls. So clearly two programs that are sort of this season anyways trending in a different direction. You know, Pitt's been had a lot of injuries up front. Their quarterback transfer didn't pan out at Phil Dracovic. They're playing another quarterback transfer in Christian Veyer, I think is how they I saw them say it's Christian Veyer. Yeah, which doesn't at all look like how it's spelled. He's a Penn State transfer. He's a redshirt, a redshirt freshman, I believe. But Pitt's a team that's really struggling to find its way this season. And then you look at Notre Dame. They're hoping to finish the season on a very strong note. the the big The big matchup for that I think means the most to this game is going to be the Notre Dame offense against the Pitt defense, and that's where we're going to start our conversation. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it, it was very fascinating diving into the numbers for this matchup because... When you look at Notre Dame's raw numbers, they're still really good. 
I'm just going to kind of quickly go through them here real quick, and, and then I'll get back up into the scoring offense or total offense versus total defense here. But if you look at Notre Dame, they rank 17th in points per game, 15th in yards per play. Uh, they rank 30th in yards per attempt rushing. They rank uh, 17th in yards per pass attempt, 20th in yards per completion, 11th in pass efficiency. There's a lot of things to like about Notre Dame's offense from a pure statistical standpoint. But when you look at the overall and, and kind of say, where are they right now? They don't look like the team that was scoring 46 points a game the first four games. And so, uh, and, and then you look at Pitt, and Pitt's kind of the polar opposite. You know, Pitt ranks really high in certain yards per play and total yards numbers, but their scoring defense isn't great. And when you watch the Pitt defense on film, it, it, it's a very interesting team to watch because in a lot of ways, they're they're every bit as scrappy. They're every bit as well coached as, as they've always been under Pat Narduzzi. But you could tell they just don't have the players that they have. But if you don't bring your A game, you don't play focus football, they're good enough to beat you. And that's what they showed against Louisville. And, uh, and, and you know, this is a team – I wouldn't call them dangerous. It's just a team that if you just think you're just going to roll the ball out there and beat them, it's just not going to happen. But I do think it's an opportunity for this offense to kind of get itself on track to a degree. And But when you look at the overall numbers, you see a lot of similarities in some of the statistics. Notre Dame overall, 17th in scoring offense. Pitt is 64th in scoring defense. But the flip is – the thing is it's flipped when it comes to plays. Notre Dame is 52nd in yards per game and 15th in yards per play. You can kind of ask how that is. I think most of us understand why that is. It just means that Notre Dame doesn't run a lot of plays. And there's a, a, a much different conversation to be had about that. But the fact is, is that Notre Dame this season, when you look at them in total plays run, uh, despite playing an extra game more than most people, uh, they are uh, 68th in yards in, in total plays on the season. They would rank even lower if you looked at just total plays per game. So that's a, that's why you see that disparity. Third down offense has been a struggle. Red zone offense has been pretty good. Ranked 33rd overall. They rank 19th in touchdown percentage on offense, which is which is a, a pretty good number, obviously, and something that you hope that you can build on. So when Notre Dame gets into the red zone, they score at a high rate, and they especially score in uh, on on uh, score touchdowns at a at a higher rate. But the issue for Notre Dame, we talked about this again, is that they rank 59th in the country in total red zone trips. Now, part of that is early in the season, they were getting a lot of big plays. But in recent games, they just haven't moved the ball effectively or consistently enough to even get into the red zone. I, I think the Louisville game, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember, like Notre Dame got it, they only got to the red zone like what, twice, I believe, or once when the, or twice when the game was in doubt. And, uh, you know, just not getting those opportunities that they that they had early in the year to, to score. But they are scoring when they get their big plays, and their name ranks 24th. Nationally, they rank 24th when it comes to fewest turnovers. And then Pitt isn't good in the red zone, not good on uh, – they're, they're, they're not good when it comes to limiting big plays. They do give up big plays. They haven't forced a ton of turnovers, which normally they do. Their yards per play is down. Their third down defense is kind of above average, but that's about it. Looking at the the rush numbers, Pitt ranks 48th in the country in rush defense. Notre Dame ranks 56th in rush defense. Both of them are better when it comes to yards per play. Uh, Pitt ranks 21st in the country, giving up only 3.2 yards per play, per carry. Notre Dame ranks 30th in the country when it comes to uh, yards per carry at 5.0. 
And again, this is a byproduct of the fact that Notre Dame hasn't run a lot of plays. Notre Dame ranks ninth in the country in fewest tackles for loss allowed, which is a positive. And they, but they only rank 39th when it comes to uh, carries of 20 yards or more. When you consider Notre Dame has still played a lot more, played one more game than most teams, that's a little bit of a disappointing number, especially when you consider that early in the season, Notre Dame was ripping off a lot of big runs. And that's been a, a big reason for the lack of success the last four games has been just very limited big plays. You know, one here, a couple there. It just hasn't been the 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 volume that we saw earlier in the year. Like Navy, Notre Dame didn't have any like 50-plus yard gains, but a lot of 20-pluses. And we just haven't seen as much of that. Pitt, on the other hand, is is uh, a team that's very good at tackles for loss. That's probably the, the battle here that's going to be interesting. Uh, they're up, they rank about the same where Notre Dame does when it comes to limiting big plays as far as, far as about, about the same from a uh, an opposite to who Notre Dame is, right? So they Notre Dame doesn't make a lot of big plays in a run game or hasn't. Pitt, Pitt gives up a decent amount, you know, from a relatively uh, about the same standpoint. When you look at Pitt's rush defense, it's been a little – it's been a weird. I mean, it's just you – know, Ryan, Ryan used the word weird yesterday, I think, and, and I concur – when you look at Pitt, like there's some games they look great. Their run defense looks great. Uh, Wofford, they held Wofford to minus one yards. They held North Carolina to 77 yards rushing. They give up 80 yards rushing at Louisville. Now, Louisville ran the ball well on them early. Not big plays, but, you know, five, sixes and, and plays, things like that. And then really shut them down in the second half. But then they gave up 199 to Virginia Tech, 216 to Cincinnati, and then 172 last weekend to Wake Forest. So Pitt uh, – They've been very inconsistent running the football or stopping the run, and Notre Dame's been very inconsistent running the football. So this this matchup right here is about two very inconsistent groups, and it's going to play a role in the game. There's no doubt. Notre Dame's going to have to be able to find ways to run the football on pit. You can't just go out and say, hey, we're just going to throw it all day. You have to find ways to run. You also can't just methodically go you know, 3.2 yards per play, four yards per play, like some other teams have, you've got to find some ways to generate some big plays in a run game. And I don't just mean like 40 yard runs. I mean, 15s, 20s, things like that, where you can get some chunk plays against this pit defense, because that's where you can have success against pit is being able to generate the big plays. Because if you can do enough of them, get enough 15 pluses, enough in the run game, enough 20 pluses and 30 pluses in the pass game, that's when you can force Pitt to kind of get on their heels a little bit and 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 get out a little bit of what they're trying to do defensively. So that's going to be a big part of what Notre Dame is going to have to try to do in this game offensively. And if they can't strike some level of balance, it's going to be hard for them to to be as effective against Pitt as they need to be to not only win, but to look good doing so. But here's the matchup for me that matters most in this game. It's the Notre Dame pass offense against the pit pass defense. And these are some of the more strange stats that you're going to see. Pitt this year ranks 27th in fewest yards allowed, fewest in, in yards allowed per game. So they're 27th best when it comes to uh, you know limiting pass yards. And they are 12th in the country in sacks. Very good numbers. Notre Dame only ranks 48th in the country in passing yards per game at 249.3. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. However, when you dive a little bit deeper into the numbers, you see that this is an, an area that on paper, Notre Dame has a big advantage. Notre Dame rank on paper, on paper. Notre Dame ranks 17th in yards per attempt, 20th in yards per completion, 8th in yard in touchdowns, 8th in fewest uh, interceptions, 11th in pass efficiency, 28th in fewest sacks allowed, and they're 38th, which is okay in plays of over 30 yards. Now, that all sounds great. I mean, it sounds great. Like, oh, Notre Dame should dominate this matchup. Here's the problem. Those numbers are still dependent upon the first game, four games of the year. And I broke it down yesterday, the first four games of the year. And, and, I'll, and I'll say it again just to kind of – because when you hear it, it's just like, wow. Like, I, I can't – it just – it still seems kind of crazy to even hear when I when I look at it. And then I'm, I've done this research. But when you look at the pass game, for example, in the first four games of the year, Notre Dame averaged 304.3 yards per game and 11.3 yards per pass attempt. In the last four games, they've only averaged 194.3 yards per game and 6.8 yards per attempt. Notre Dame can beat Pitt if they only throw for 195 yards and 6.8 yards per catch. They can. It's just going to be ugly. And it's going to tell me that this team hasn't gotten any better. They haven't made – it's not that they won't have made changes. They just won't have made any changes that that matter. They won't have made any changes that really impact – that have impacted the team positively because like when a team continues to struggle, there's this misguided notion amongst us as fans that, well, they didn't make any changes. Well, yeah, they made changes. They made, and and here's an, or, or they don't, this staff doesn't adjust. Well, maybe, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that sometimes staffs do make changes and the changes just aren't any better than what they were originally doing. It's like, you know, a coach can go out there and 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 fire a coordinator and then go replace him with somebody else. And you're like, he made a change. It's problem still exists. You know, if Lincoln Riley goes out and fires Alex Grinch and hires somebody new, guess what? That defense still isn't going to be good because it's more of a Lincoln Riley problem than it is an Alex, Alex Grinch problem. So it's really not so much about will they make changes or not. I fully expect them to make changes. The question is, will the changes work? Will they be effective? Will Notre Dame be able to get back to being that team again right there that does this? You know, a team that ranks around nine yards per attempt, a team that ranks around, you know, 13 plus yards per completion, a team with a high passer rating, a team that can generate big plays in the pass game. Can they get back to being that team? That we don't know. Because right now, if Notre Dame plays the rest of the year and looks like that, statistically if they just play at their average when it comes to yards per attempt yards per completion touchdown interception ratio efficiency ratio and big play ratio this team on offense will do very well very well the problem is in the last four games they haven't been anywhere close to that average 
And so we're going to find out who this Notre Dame team is. Is it one that just was able to out-talent four not very good defenses early in the year, three not really good defenses early in the year? And when the competition got better, they kind of got back to who they really were? Or did they just go through a speed bump in the last four games? Well, really th- three of the last four games. USC game's a little bit of a different issue uh, and, and different result, which we can get into at another time. But so the, that's the question, right? And, and, the, and the issues are all around. And here's where Notre Dame is at. It's not, it's easy. Like we, 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 as fans, we take way too many easy outs, right? And we, 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 we throw out these just kind of uh, easy to say things. Oh, offensive coordinator stinks. Okay. Why? Why? Why does he stink? What's the problem? And oh, well, they don't have talent. Okay. Yes, they do. They're, these aren't easy answers and they're not easy fixes. But that's what these guys get paid to do. It's not just a, oh, the offensive coordinator stinks problem. Jared Parker's got to do a better job. He's got to do a better job in preparation. He's got to do a better job getting his coaching staff to, to get their guys prepared to execute at a high level because execution at the end of the day is a is a result of what the players do. But what the players do is a result of how you're prepared throughout the course of the week and whether or not your play calls are putting them in a position to be successful. I've always believed that. As a former coach, I will always hold that point of view if you're someone who – who views uh, execution as a player thing? Uh, I just um, you're you're never going to get me to agree with that because that the players have to be the ones executing, but it's a byproduct of the job you do as a coach in preparation for that game. And so we're going to find out if the coaches can do that. Can they get these guys ready to execute a higher level? Can they put them in position to play to their strengths greater than we've seen them do in recent games? Those are all questions we're going to have to find out. And if Notre Dame's coaching staff is able to do that then I have all the confidence in the world that they're going to be able to get to these numbers, all the confidence in the world. If they just kind of keep doing what they've been doing with just some little tweaks and adjustments, then they're going to look more like the team we saw the last four games. And that's what we're going to have to find out because I'm going to say it right now. Notre Dame does not have to be a team that throws for 300 plus yards a game. They don't, they don't have to be that team to win but they have to do more than 249 against the better teams on the schedule. But even more importantly, they have to be here. They have to be an off a pass game that's efficient and has some explosiveness to it. You can't run the ball and dink and dunk against the best teams on the schedule because what happens is you you get to an Ohio State game and you say, hey, our efficiency numbers were pretty decent. You know, we did turn the ball over. Okay, great. All right, because what, what do you hear Jared Parker and Marcus Freeman talking about? You got to not turn the ball over and control the line of scrimmage. All right, you did both of those things against Ohio State. Notre Dame's offensive line controlled the the, uh, the Ohio State defensive line. I say control, but like they, they won the battle line scrimmage for the most part, in my opinion. I mean, go look at the numbers. Notre Dame rushed for 176 yards on Ohio State, averaged four and a half yards a carry. And you take out sacks, as, you know, in some of the like downs and stuff like that, they were even higher than that. That's by far the best performance anyone has had against Ohio State this year. The next closest yards per game average was 3.5 that Purdue had, and a lot of that was late. The next closest yardage number was 123. They've only allowed two other teams to even be over 100 yards, period. Maryland went for 106. Purdue went for 123. Penn State, who everybody told us before the season, including me, I told you all this as well, had had arguably the best backfield in college football in, in Katron Allen and, and Nicholas Singleton. They just went out against Pitt, against Ohio State, and Catron Allen had nine carries for 26 yards, and Nicholas Singleton had eight, nine carries for 48 yards. And as a team, they only rushed for 80, uh, 49 yards when you count it, when you count sacks into there as well. But their two stud backs uh, combined for what would that be? 74 yards on 18 carries. 
Notre Dame's running backs racked up 176 yards in that game against Ohio State. So they controlled action, and they didn't turn the ball over. They still lost 17-14. to 14. Why? Because they couldn't make plays in the pass game. Not enough. And that's what it comes, what's really what it comes down to for me, is if this offense is going to get going, if this offense is going to play championship caliber football, then the, then the pass game has to be a greater part of it. So what does that mean against the Pitt game? When you look at Pitt, yards per game are good. They rank well in yards per game. They, they're in a good place yards per game. But when you dive into the numbers that matter, this is why I always say just raw numbers doesn't really tell the story. And, and the pass game is a perfect example. So, yeah, Pitt ranks where they rank, but they held West Virginia to 60 yards and a loss. They held Wofford to 127 yards. They held Cincinnati to 155 yards. And they held Pitt's third-string quarterback to 151 yards. Okay. They gave up 296 in North Carolina, 228 and 12 yards an attempt per attempt against Virginia Tech. They gave up 350 yards to Louisville. So this team has been kind of hit or miss. And and so Notre Dame is going to have to find ways to be able to, to beat them in the past game. When you look at how when Notre Dame has had success against Pitt in the past, it's been about big plays in the past game. You look at Notre Dame in 2020 when they went on the road and beat a pretty good Pitt team on the road. You know, Ian Book went 17 of third. Actually, no, he was actually a little better than that uh, because you had the backups came in at one point in time. But Ian Book against Pitt that year went uh, 16 of 30 for 312 yards and three touchdowns. That's that's what they did against Pitt in 2016. Uh, in in 2018, Notre Dame didn't throw the ball well early, and they and Ian Book didn't have a, a he did struggle early in that game, and Notre Dame struggled to run the football, struggled to get anything going, but after falling behind i'd have to go back and look at the numbers but it was something like ian book went like nine of his last 10 through for most of his yards in the last quarter and a half he ends the game going 26 of 32 for 264 yards pretty good they had two bad picks early uh but when he when the when the pass game got going that's when Notre Dame made their comeback and won that football game and then of course you go back to 2015 when they played pitt in 2015, Deshaun Pitt came out. They did what they do, lined up, played their tough defense. Notre Dame goes 19 of – Deshaun Kaiser goes 19 of 26 in that game. And, oh, actually, uh, he, I think Brandon Wimbush threw a pass in that game. No, this is Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun went 19 of 26 in that game, 262 yards, five touchdowns. Like, that's the recipe for success for Notre Dame against Pitt. It, it, it always has been. When Notre Dame just tries to go play bully ball against Pitt, you know, it do, doesn't work out as well, at least not since Pat Narduzzi's been there. And it was the same thing when they played Michigan State, when Pat Narduzzi at Michigan State. When Notre Dame's offense was rolling, it's because they were balanced. They could throw the football. They could have success throwing the football. When they couldn't throw the football, that's when they had trouble against those teams and, and had trouble scoring against those teams. So Notre Dame is going to have to find ways to get the ball down the field. They're going to have to find ways to throw the football and be effective throwing the football. And uh, that's going to be a big part of, of being able to be successful in this weekend. And – they're going to have to find answers on the outside. Simple as that. Notre Dame is not going to be able to go into this game and say, hey, we're going to – because here, here's why I say that. And I should have I should have probably brought a screenshot of this. But when you look at Pitt, they are going to basically play inside the numbers with a lot of bodies. Pitt is a, a an aggressive cover zero, cover four team, which can turn into cover zero – their safeties play really close to the box. That's why their top two leading tacklers are both safe. I believe their top two leading tacklers are both safeties. I just want to check on that real quick just to make sure that I'm accurate. 
in my comment. Yes, their top two uh, tacklers. Donovan McMillan is a safety with 57 tackles. Javon McIntyre is next in tackles with 45. The next closest is, is uh, Solomon DeShields with 36 uh, tackles. And so your safeties make a lot of plays on the ball. Now, why is that? Well, that's not because Pitt is given up a lot of running big running plays. As I showed in the previous statistic, only given up 3.2 yards per carry. They rank 21st and first in college football in yards allowed per attempt running. So these 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 guys aren't like making tackles nine, 10 yards down the field. What they're doing is, is they are very active in the run game. They are very active playing the alleys. If Notre Dame is just going to come out and run their snags and their meshes and things like that, and that's it, and they don't find ways to stretch the field, then this offense is going to have some problems. The, the, the way to beat this offense is to find or this defense is to find ways to throw the ball down the field. And, and it can be inside. It can be with your slots. It can. And it can be with your slots attacking outside. It can be with your slots attacking over the top of the field. They're going to have to find ways to get the ball down the field. What Notre Dame was able to do back in 2015 is they were able to, to, to throw over the top of the pit offense. And Will Fuller had, I think, two post-route touchdowns in that game. Uh, you've got to be able to attack the seams effectively. You've got to be able to get behind the safeties, over top of the safeties. You've got to be able to, to, to find ways formationally with motions and shifts to get the safeties in coverage because that's another area where you can generate some big plays. And so Notre Dame is going to have to schematically design several ways, not just once or twice, but several ways to get the ball down the field. And and then also when those opportunities come, the line's got to protect. Sam Hartman's got to throw the ball accurately, and the receiver's got to go make plays. That's the big thing. Because somebody in the chat said this, you know, Pitt's not afraid of the Notre Dame pass, passing game. Well, no kidding. No no one is right now. And and that's – and that, but that matters, right? It's not a, it's not a disrespectful mark to the uh, response person said that. It's like, yeah, it's obviously, and and for good reason, they don't respect the Notre Dame pass game. Notre Dame needs to make them pay for that. That's the biggest part of this matchup. If Notre Dame cannot find ways to get the ball, get the game rolling in the pass game, yes, efficiency matters. I'm I'm okay running the snags and meshes and checkdowns and and things like that, but you've got to find ways to get the ball down the field. Uh, taking some one-on-one go shots is, is, is part of that, right? You've got to be able to make some plays. you got to be able to find ways to get your out, outside receivers inside of the corners, and the release moves are going to be important. If you can stem them out and get up inside of them, which allows you to run some of your in-cuts, which allows you to run some of your post-cuts, there's opportunities there for that. Uh, there's opportunities there for you know uh, flood concepts where you run verticals outside and, and run out deep out-cuts or corner routes. There's uh, reverse of that, you know, the opportunities can get some of those deep high lows going where you clear out the safeties with the number two and you bring the number one guy deep 15, 20 yards. He runs in cuts and you run some mesh stuff to occupy the linebackers. And then there's some holes that you can find. Uh, Louisville was able to find that. That's where Ian book went a couple times against Pitt in 2020. I believe he had two long touchdowns uh, against Pitt in 2020. No, one of them was just a deep ball. That he just kind of hurled up. And uh, and Ben Skoranek went out and made a play over the guy and and uh, you know hauled it in and, and kind of ran. It was a, it was a bit of a busted play, uh, but the other one, if I remember correctly, I'm going to try to find the highlights of it. The other one, uh, a, a ball over the middle to Ben Skoranek, where he made the catch and made a long run. I'm, I'm going to actually find it. Yes, the first touchdown. It was a deep end cut by Ben Skoranek out of trips. Ian Book stepped in, he made a play, and he went deep. 
And so, yeah, that was your first touchdown. It was like a 30-something yard touchdown against Pitt next time. Look, it wasn't a, a play where you just say, hey, let's design this wonderful concept. Notre Dame just dropped back. Ian Book threw it deep on third and 14. Ben Skoranek went out and made a play on their corner and went for a long touchdown. So those are things you have to be willing to do. Is Some of it's going to be scheme it up to where you can go make some plays, but the other part of it has to be you've got to be willing to just take some of those shots down the field. And if you're willing to take some of those shots down the field, then your receiver's got to st- step up. So there's a lot of different things Notre Dame can do uh, from the slot, from the outside, with your backs. Uh, you've got to have a good blitz beater pro, uh, uh, game plan built in. And if you can catch Pitt in a blitz and you've got a really good blitz beater called, you can go against them. So there's a lot of different opportunities uh, and op- to, for you to attack the ball down the field, not just goes, right? That, when I say down the field, I'm not talking about just dropping back throwing go routes. That is probably the, the lowest percentage throw in all of football. You've got to throw it. And, and there's times where it's a good call. But it can't just be that. It's got to be posts. It's got to be outs. It's got to be or deep outs. It's got to be corners. It's got to be deep ends. It's got to be seam routes. It's got to be over routes. There's got to be things where you're working vertically, working out, working in, and working over uh, to attack down the field, 15-plus yards down the field, 20-plus yards down the field. Notre Dame has got to have a great game plan for that. And now at the end of the day, we talked about the receivers and the quarterback and the game plan. The O-line has to protect. That's the big thing because – part of the reason that a lot of teams can't do those things on pit, even though like you can maybe break it down. You're like, dude, this is open. That's open. This is open. And I'm, as I'm a coach and I'm sitting here, man, I'm just, if I'm just focused on the back end and, and, and the coverage structure and I'm like, dude, there's like 15, 20 plays I could come up with that would rip this pit defense apart. Why do they do this? Here's why, because they're betting that you're not going to have enough time to get to those zones. And so they're willing to be more aggressive and say, we'll, we'll expose ourselves to potential big plays because we're going to pressure the quarterback and we don't think you're going to have enough time to get to those zones. And then when you are, when you are able to get in the third and nines and third and tens, and those zones are no longer open because now they're dropping six and seven into coverage at times. So that's what, that's what the cha- the battle is at the end of the day. If the Notre Dame offensive line can control action, give Sam Hartman time to throw like they did against USC then you're going to have an opportunity to go out there this season or in this game and, and hit some big plays in the pass game. And if they can do that, that's how Notre Dame can roll. That's how Notre Dame can come out in this game and, and really build some much-needed momentum, but more importantly, can really, really rip up the pit defense. And uh, if they do that, then you can start feeling like maybe they are about to turn the corner offensively. <laughs> 